Hi, Signature Associates and friends. Welcome to the Signature Edge Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you design an uncommon and impactful career in the business of healthcare. Together, we are making a difference for our clients by lowering the rising costs and administrative burdens associated with great care. Engage with us as we spotlight big ideas to discover an uncommon you through leadership, teamwork, and focus on the healthcare industry. Think deeply, commit fully, and take yourself to the next level of performance. Well, hello, Signature Edge listeners. I'm so excited to be with you guys here. I am joined today by Brenda Bailey. Brenda, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Doing well. So excited that you're here with me. Uh, Brenda, you are a CAEC customer representative lead, is that correct? That's correct. Uh, Take me through what that's like, being a a lead on that team and working with CAEC. I know that's a really cool and, and exciting new line of business we're working. It is very cool and exciting. It's a lot of different hats uh, throughout the day. I'm switching from uh, taking lead calls to working notifications to Pittsburgh notifications and transfers and um, just hopping around uh, from task to task, jumping between different things all day. Never a dull moment, right? Never a dull moment. That's a good thing. That keeps the day going and uh, makes time fly. Yes. Well, we're so excited to have you here. I wanted to talk with you a little bit about the Aloha model and talk specifically about the uh, A at the beginning of Aloha, which stands for achievement and doing hard things with success, typically by motivation, talent, and courage. So with this concept of achievement, do you find achievement to be really satisfying and rewarding in your day-to-day work? I do. I definitely like checking things off of a list Uh, when I completed something to be able to check that off and just be like, oh, okay, that's done. Now let's move on to the next project or next task. So yeah, feeling like I've completed something and uh, and achieved something is very important and and get a lot of that in this job. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, uh, for those signature employees out there, if you guys have time to jump out into the associate directory, you can look up anyone on your team or anyone you're interacting with, and you can find their strengths below their name. And Brenda, I did look you up, and I did see that Achiever is actually one of your strengths. And that's pretty fantastic, because I know that it brings with it just a satisfaction of checking those things off the list, right? Yes, sir. So when we look at achievement specifically, it's all about doing hard things. And I know CAEC being new has brought with it many challenges. It's brought with it uh, a lot of need for flexibility, but a lot of rewarding stories and things have come out of this as well. Do you have any examples of that that you could share with us? Well, just watching the program develop so much. I mean, I was part of the original group that, that started when the 72 hour notification hotline went into effect. And just seeing how far we've come from our initial processes to where we're at now is incredible. And I I really enjoy seeing the growth and how many people we've brought into the department and just watching the new hires grow as well as they they figure out the challenging process. And and just when the the light bulbs come on and they're like, oh, I I get this, I understand. That's so rewarding to just know that they're, that they're getting the hang of it, that they're understanding the processes and just being thrilled with and being excited about that is, is wonderful to watch. That is one of the coolest parts about being in that lead role, isn't it? When you see that 
that aha moment that just hits uh, their face and they go, oh, that's that's what I got to do, or that's the answer, that's where I go. But that well-timed word of encouragement. I know right. a lot of times we'll get calls, especially when they're just starting out and it may be their first phone call or, or first portal and they're so concerned to, you know to do things correctly they actually you know can become almost paralyzed with fear and to just let them know that you know we understand that that we've all been in that position and that it gets better and that it gets more understandable as you work through that process and usually they're just very thankful for that it's like i just needed that that to hear that encouragement at this time and so i try to always um, approach the calls for lead line with that is, you know, what, what can I do to help? What, what can we do to get you through this? What can we do to solve this problem and make it kind of a team effort? You know, uh, I can lead them in the right direction, but they have to understand it as well. So I try to help with that understanding and uh, just enable them to achieve their own goals of, you know, whether they want to increase their calls per hour or they just want to increase their, their uh, quality, just to try and help them get to where they're trying to get on their goals as well. That's pretty fantastic. It actually transitions perfectly into what we want to talk about next is really the three M's of achievement, right? Which are mindset, you know, staying on the front side of that model, being positive, being encouraging, being optimistic, not being reactive, but being proactive. Uh, motivation, which is what are your goals? What are you shooting for? And then what's your process? What's your method? So those three M's, um, it's, it's pretty critical to apply all those method is an interesting one because, you know, it's taking the right action. It's taking the right thoughts and applying them and creating those habits that really help you be successful over time. Do you have any thoughts around mindset, motivation, or method, or is there ways that you apply those in your daily life outside of what you've already shared? Well, mindset, I think, is for me most important because if I go into anything with a mindset where I'm tired or discouraged, it it plays out in the rest of my work. So I always try to start off with, you know, just shake off anything that I'm bringing with me from home uh, and start with a fresh day when I clock in. I, you know, it's a new day. I'm going to start with a smile and just kind of go from there. And hopefully the smile will continue throughout the day, regardless of what happens during the day. Some of the events might be discouraging, might be frustrating, but I still try to look at it as, you know, we're here to help. And, and I get that satisfaction from knowing, even if it's a frustrating or, or a troublesome situation that I'm at least here trying to help and just try to go with that mindset starting off. Yeah. You know, it's amazing that you can actually hear a smile. You know, for, for those of us in a call center situation, you don't always have the video conference going on, right? You're just on the phone and you can hear that smile when you help them or you accomplish a task or you, you answer a question. And it's so important to have that smile when we're interacting with others because it is contagious. It really does convey through our voice and the way we speak with one another. I agree. You can hear it. Uh, so as far as motivation goes, you know, motivation is an interesting thing, right? Because it, it is, motivation is supported by momentum, but momentum only comes from being in motion. It doesn't happen in and of itself. You have to take those first steps. You have to bring yourself to the point of choice and choose to to move forward with things. And then as you make more and more positive choices, you build up that momentum. Uh, as you're seeing many of these new folks hit the floor and they're they're trying to get over the fear of answering a phone call and they're they're starting to step into this role of helping people, how do you help them gain that momentum and really get into their role? 
Well, just talk to them a lot about the process and working through uh, entering the notifications in a process order. So it not only saves you time from having to go back and look, did I do this? Did I do that? Did I remember to fill in such and such? If you go through the steps in process, you're going to be at the end, everything's going to be complete because you've done it all the way through. Process is like the parachute, right? Like you've got a written process. This is, this is your safety net. Follow the process and it'll all work out. And, uh, so yeah, once they, once they get the handle on the process, then it's a little easier to kind of jump around in, in the notification if you need to. Say you get some information from the, the caller that, that belongs later in the notification, rather than you know jumping all over the place, go to where you need to and then jump back to where you were once you have that process down. But working through it from start to finish, step by step, just really helps them to start grasping, okay, why are we doing this this way and why do we do this first and it starts to become clearer as they work through that process. So as you see uh, these folks that you're working with on a daily basis, they, they start to get a handle on the process. They're starting to build some momentum. They're maintaining that positive mindset. What is it, what's your pro tip for them to, to build on that, to keep that going? How do you keep that momentum going and, and live within the method of what they're doing? A lot of that comes with building their own self-confidence a little bit that they do actually know what they're doing even when they're uncertain of that uh, to test check in the desk procedures and when they have questions that are still not com completely clear on to give us a call and most of the time we find that they, they they do know and that they just are second guessing themselves. So I try to let them know, you know, you do know what you're doing. You are getting better at this. I can see quality here. I can hear your questions. You're asking good questions. Anything to give them that, that little bit of confidence boost that is required, especially at the beginning. I remember I was such a nervous wreck. I had never really worked phone lines before. I come from an accounting background. So I was you know, working with numbers, not people, and very rarely on the phone. And if I can do this, anybody can do this. It just, it's, it, but those little bits of, of boosts for my self-confidence, the little pats on the back, the encouraging words from managers and leads and even fellow associates that were just, you know, you got this girl, that kind of attitude and knowing that everybody here has my back too and letting the associates know that we're here for you. We understand and we know you're going to do great. We're not going to let you fail. We're going to help you figure this out. And that's just been such a big boost for me and, and refreshing. It's so new for me. I've never worked at a company that really goes so far and above and beyond to, to live their, their mission statement, to, to walk their talk. And it's, it's so refreshing and appreciated, but I try to let the associates know that as well, that we're here to help, not, not to make you fail. That's really fantastic. It's amazing how that confidence piece is really a stepping stone into the leadership role. When you really feel confident with who you are, with what you're doing, with the understanding of the process, you've got that momentum going, you really find yourself just naturally falling into a leadership position, whether it's official or whether it's just one of uh, working with your fellow associates. It's pretty fantastic. If your actions inspire others to dream more, to learn more, to do more, and become more, then you are a leader. And uh, that's pretty awesome, Brenda. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you spending some time with me today. It's been a true pleasure. I appreciate your insights. Tell everybody to have a great day. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brenda. You have a fantastic day too. Thank you. 
Welcome back, everyone, to The Edge. I am here today with Chris Woodhouse and Amy Hennings. And Amy, what an excellent interview Chris had with Brenda Bailey. Oh, I couldn't agree more. It's so fun to hear from our associates and what they're achieving. Here's what my favorite part, can I already dive into this, what my favorite part about hearing from Brenda is? Absolutely. Is that okay, guys? Okay. I love to hear how much she loves to help other people. Isn't that just the signature way Absolutely. Like all in a nutshell is making sure other people are set up to succeed. So I just, and Chris even pointed out that you can hear the smile in her voice when she talks about it. And I just, that was so awesome when you start thinking about achievement as a way to actually, you're, you're, uh, you see your achievements in helping others. How cool is that? Loved it. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. And one of those points that uh, we can't hear enough because it is so true. It fits into the signature way. It's the reason behind being a go-to person. Rarely, if ever, do I hear too many people say, hey, I want to achieve a lot for myself. Uh, even in their strengths, if they have high competition, it tends to lean on, I really want the team to win. And that's one of those elements that makes working here at Signature uh, a, real, a real great time, really fun. Chris, what were your takeaways from your conversation? Um, Mark, working with Brenda was awesome. It was just really exciting to hear about how focused she was on mindset, right? That positivity, that confidence, even for folks who are new, not being discouraged when they make a mistake, but just really staying in that optimistic zone and how crucial that really is for them to be successful and, and have that achievement. One of the things we hear a lot coming out of our Emerging Leaders program is that idea of the front side of the model. And I think it's really important, especially when we talk about achievement, because it can often turn negative if you're not getting things done or that drive to achieve can overwhelm uh, an individual so that it's always all work and never a step back and celebrate. But when you have the right mindset in there and you can plug in, have your true north, your values being out there, you're able to continue to add life to the projects that you're, you're creating. But I think that is a very good point too, Chris, in terms of how we say and see the front side of the model and the positive side of our achievements is really important. Amy, what would you say? How do you work through staying positive as you go about your day trying to get things done and achievement well mark as you know i really 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 like to get stuff done that is very important to me and i sometimes feel like i don't get enough done so i have to really balance that so i have to sometimes write down what my biggest win of the day was because then sometimes that biggest win of the day wasn't anything I came in the morning that was on my list. Sometimes it maybe isn't even getting something completely done. Sometimes it was building a bridge. Sometimes it was, you know, having a hard conversation that you didn't know you had to have, but that's actually an achievement in and of itself more so than what is you're checking off the list. So I just, I have to be really careful about that because I, um, Mark knows this. I really, I, I have long lists and if, I overestimate what I can get done every day. I, you guys are smiling. The <laughs> audio note that the other hosts are smiling. They must be like me. But that's, that's I think, what. how do you define achievement? I think is really helps you stay positive. That is. And Chris, what about yourself? I know your schedule uh, with Claims XM and some of the work that you're doing uh, is intense. How do you stay positive and keep in that positive mindset? It's really an intentional choice because you know, a lot of a lot of things come up that are difficult, a lot of scenarios, a lot of delays or, or roadblocks. We have to navigate our way around those. And it's very easy to become discouraged. It's very easy to let that affect you. And then 
you know, I've seen in, in days where it affects me, then it affects my whole team, right? Because attitude and passion are two very contagious things. And so when these situations come up, when there's a delay, when there's a surprise, when there's something that's there, uh, making that conscious choice to go, okay, I'm not going to let this change my mood. I'm not going to let this impact me from uh, a mental standpoint. I'm going to take this and now it's a problem we get to solve. And how fun is it to solve problems? And then try and maintain that optimism and that positivity as I interact with my team so that they they go, oh, okay, it's just a problem and we're going to solve it. No big deal. Let's go. And when we put down the Aloha framework, achievement was a risky one to be at the beginning of the model. So when it comes to well-being, how does your achievement affect your well-being? Can you give us kind of a good day, bad day, so people know what, what might it look like when you have an intentionality built around achievement? Well, me personally, I'm a stress eater. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's a very uh, obvious thing when I get super stressed out for long periods of time. You know, that's my, that's my go-to. So then I get to spend lots of hours in the gym making up for it. But you know, when you let the stuff get to you, whether it, it's through overeating or whether it's you're not sleeping at night or just your overall attitude or interactions with others, it, it becomes very apparent, maybe not at first, but given time, you know, I think we can all see the effects that it has on your well-being and your interactions, both at work, at home, uh, everywhere. You know, these things can can latch on to you if you're not careful to be very mindful of them. Yeah, Chris, I can... Um... Are you a late night Oreo guy? That's usually what I hear. Is people like mm, Oreos late goodness. at night. They're so good. Yeah. See, um, no, I I can tell when I have when I feel like I'm not achieving or I'm not doing the best work I can. I don't sleep very well. So you call that one out. I don't sleep very well at night when that happens, and that's usually a good sign. Or I'm I'm a little short with my husband. Get a little more agitated than usual. Yeah. <laughs> he might yeah. be the one to tell You're not me about alone. That. Yeah, he might be the one who tells me that maybe <laughs> maybe things aren't going well. Yeah, well, well, thanks for your transparency. And I think many of our listeners can relate to both of those. And, and I know I certainly can. And the thing is, is that when we focus on achievement as a category, we're able to balance that and use that as just kind of a, a sign instead of a, a place that we are, it's, it's never going to be bad or continuing to spin down just a, a sign to say, hey, it is really important to have your achievement or your goals for the day tied to your values, because it gives you that extra burst of energy to hang in there when things go a little bit rough. And Chris, when you're talking to Brenda, you talked a little bit about the three M's, that mindset, motivation, and method. Now we talked a little bit about mindset and how important it was to stay on the front side of that. But can you talk a little bit about the second M, motivation? How does that play into well-being? So when I think of motivation, right, I think about um, a set of dominoes. And it's amazing because you can stack dominoes up and, and a smaller domino can knock over a larger domino and a larger domino. So you, you build momentum as you get moving, but you have to get started, right? And I think it plays in, you know, with achievement, especially is if you never step out of that comfort zone, if you never take that first step, if you never knock over that smallest domino, nothing get, gets done, nothing changes. And then you kind of feel like you're wasting your time, you're spinning your wheels, you're not accomplishing what you've set out to accomplish. The cool part about momentum and motivation is it you can start with one small thing, right? Just do something. Find what something that you can check off your list and see something start to move. And typically mm -hmm. that will lead to something else and something else and something else. And, and then it, it really builds on that sense of accomplishment. Chris, that's a great visual dominoes, because I think a lot of times people have a really hard time getting started, especially with big tasks. There's a book called How to Begin by Michael Stanier, and he actually starts the book on the cover. 
so that you don't even have to have the effort of opening it up. The book literally starts, it says this book starts right here on the cover. You know why? Um, and so um, I think that's one of the big thing. And, and Mark, why do you think it's hard to get started on stuff? You're a, you're, I, you guys, I think Mark is a master of momentum. I've learned more about momentum from him in four years than from anyone else. But Mark, what would you say? Why, why do you think people have a hard time getting started? Or and what do you what do you do about it to get it over? Yeah. Well, over well, that? first of all, thank, thank you for that recognition. We won't talk about the finishing. Uh, I am a master <laughs> starter. Uh, but but I think that the interesting thing about getting started is that often, if we go back to our mindset, we often look at the entire picture instead of breaking it down into digestible components. And so the old saying always comes, how do you eat an elephant? We're uh, saying, I know, but it has to be one bite at a time. But by breaking it down and then celebrating the small steps, it then enables the team to, to get a little bit more momentum sooner within the project. I think it's really important when you when you think about this 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 motivation to start out with some energy behind it and that's where all the passion where all the drive and and let's face it you have to have a sense of motivation or desire to get something accomplished in order to bring it in the first place and so that's where our well-being really ties with motivation is how do i bring my best self to work how do I make sure that I'm kind of, I always call it giving from a cup that's full and overflowing rather than half full. And I'm, you know, kind of empty because my behavior becomes a little bit more erratic at that time. Um, but I think it's getting everyone in that proper motivation with the proper goal ahead of us and then celebrating each win as we take a step forward. And I think that really helps me personally um, to, to see what's possible, but not getting consumed by the, the big picture and how far we have to go to get it done. So my wife shared with me from a podcast that she heard the concept of micro goals, right? Like really small steps that you have to take. And a uh, funny story, I had a rough day. I don't remember what all had gone on that day, but I was just really burnt out. She's like, you should go to the gym. I was like, I don't want to go to the gym. She's like, you should go to the gym. So I drove to the gym. The parking lot was full. So I drove home. I felt better because I got out of the house. We celebrated micro goal. You went to the gym. Didn't actually exercise, but hey, <laughs> it's, the, it's the small things, right? The next point and final is on method. And method is the process we use to help make sure we're igniting achievement. And Amy, I know working with you, as we've talked about getting things started, I might have uh, an inclination to get going, but to continue it on to fruition, to actually check it off the list, that's where the process or the method that we employ is so important. What are some, what's, what's some advice you would give to our listeners in terms of setting up the method so that they can follow through and achieve these projects or things? I don't think of myself as a process person, but I find myself making a lot of processes in my day. I think what Mark's smiling that I'm not a process person because I must be more process person than I what I would like to admit. But I think what, especially when you're orchestrating a lot of different people, you want everyone to be in a spot to be successful. And so you got to take and break things down to um, get, a, get everybody a role and everyone a place. And then how do you connect them all together? I do a lot with little, probably even, you know, to go off what Chris said, um, micro check-ins where you have little check-ins to get people further along into the, into um, where they need to be and building stuff that's repeatable so that you can, you can always make things that can stand the test of time. And that's one of the big things. That's probably the hardest part about process is, is building something that even if you drop it into another project, you can say, well, we can just do it the same way we do this. And same sort of, and everyone can kind of get in and know how they can contribute in a big way. 
Yeah, I'll say for me early in my career, I resisted process. I resisted method. I resisted policy. It's like, I'm a free thinker. I can figure this out. I don't need any of that stuff. But as I matured in my career, I realized this is my safety net. This is my security blanket. It's my parachute. You know, this is my process. We know it works. The beauty of it is you can improve the process, right? It doesn't have to be static. It's find ways to improve the process, but know that the process works. It's, it's a, definitely been a paradigm shift for me throughout my career. And, you know, when I was in management policy itself, it's, it's a process, right? Understanding policy. And as you're interacting with your team and you're understanding what's supposed to happen, use that. It's a tool. It's not there for you to go. How can we find a way around this? It's, this is the, this is what it's there for to help you properly manage your team. And so those types of things, they're very valuable and they, they are worth maintaining and putting in place and then improving. Well, that that's a great point. And I, I, I think when we look at mindset, motivation, we look at method, all three are core components. And, and each one of those in and of itself can help improve our well-being. Because I really believe that if we can do our best work, if we can rock our work, then the rest of the, the loving the entire part of our life, it's a lot easier. It's just really hard to slog and bog through one area of life and enjoy the whole of life. So I really like that we have broken this down and, and started this framework with achievement. Brenda, just an excellent example of leadership through achievement. And, and hers were probably communication, coaching, compliments. And I really want to just thank her for the energy that she puts in and her commitment to getting things done for people around her. That's incredibly impressive. And Chris, I think your conversation really brought that to life today. As we begin to wrap up and say goodbye to our listeners, when we're thinking about this concept of achievement, hit me with your best shot. What final action can our listeners take that would help them get in tune with their ability to get things done or achieve things uh, this week? Focus on the small domino and, and let the rest follow. Set aside some time that's specifically designed to plan out your week. Really be intentional about it. Don't make yourself pro proactive instead of reactive and you'll achieve more. Nice. And, and I would say, listen to Amy and Chris. And uh, I, I would add, if you're in a situation where you have a lot of projects half started and they're just floundering and you feel the weight of the emotional weight of not having achieved those, start by cleaning up and making sure that you complete those bridges. Sometimes you have to give your permission to say, it's okay not to finish this, but move on so that you can focus on the next achievement, the more important achievement for you today. Team, it's been great to sit around the proverbial campfire with you and talk about A and Aloha. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. And to our listeners, keep tuning in. And thanks for all you do to help keep this podcast going. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Signature Performance is the foremost leader in healthcare administration. Your work advancing our mission is transforming healthcare in the U.S. Signature is bringing together the best and brightest in healthcare. Discover opportunities at www.signatureperformance.com slash careers and be inspired to build an uncommon career that matters.